Up next is uh, Kevin Thompson. He's the manager of virtual tool development for FCA. Kevin has been the manager of virtual tool development since 2010. His duties also include leading virtual tool capability assessments and tool assessment gap prioritization. Uh, you joined the company in 1983. Yep. When you were 12, when you were 12, uh, uh, in a series of positions, uh, increasing responsibility. Um, I, when I first heard about this, I'm like, I thought uh, when I read about some of the information, I said, oh, they're just drilling holes in things and making them lighter. And I found out it's a little bit more than that. Yeah. yeah. I'm the boring engineer they've been warning you about. Because <laughs> when you get down to it, you know, doing the engineering, it's, it's a controlled environment. Doing computer-aided engineering, it's even more controls you put on it. And then when you do optimization, you run thousands of runs, which means you even have to put more automation and more automation. So what we're going to try to do is give you an idea of how you take these material properties they use, how you take these big changes. How, and so we're going to show you a specific example relative to durability and just the lightning holes that go into them and the efforts we go to actually find out where they can be to attack those green areas that Charlie was referring to. How can we find out where those green areas are and get rid of them? And so the component we're going to talk about is a, a light-duty frame on a, on a pickup truck. And so, you know, obviously a light-duty frame, it does a lot. It's, it's got to be strong enough to hold the structure together. It, you know, it's responsible for supporting the body, the engine, the suspension inputs, everything that a customer would put into the box. It's got to support all those. Um, durability loads, we have a series of proving ground events that we have to run this, this uh, chassis through. Um, and again, the durability of the PG is meant to represent the lifetime of a customer. So we take the lifetime of a customer, squeeze it into a several thousand uh, PG duty cycle, and then we have to squeeze that down into computer run. Lightweight frames, the primary enable, is for the frame, it's the lightweighting of it is the primary enabler for improving fuel economy. And the tool we're going to talk about today is uh, CA simulation. There's a lot of available techniques that we use to, to lighten up all the components. You know, when you start very early in the program cycle, uh, you're looking at where should the, the load path be. You have a lot of freedom to move things around early in the design cycle. And you also have a lot of challenges from the design community where they want to move your, your current structures to, and you have to make them work in those new areas. But early in the program, there's a lot of concepts efforts we have to do in, in the computer modeling world. Um, you know, we've seen some presentations on the high-strength steels in the, the CA world, in the computer world, we have to bake those down into material properties. We have to bake them down into material properties for safety, impact analysis, NVH analysis, and what we're going to talk today about is durability and fatigue properties for all those high-strength materials that they've been talking about. You know, obviously, we look at aluminum and composites as well. As you kind of work down through the design cycles, you start locking in on some of the designs, and you start looking at shape optimization. You can continually look at material grades and, and the gauge. And a lot of what we talk about here are actually like numbers that we can use in the optimizations. And so, you know, shape, it's a, it's a geometric function that you can put into an optimization code, and it can use in doing the optimization. Material gauge is kind of always an easy one to relate to. You can you understand it's a thickness. So in the computer codes, we can just vary the gauge. But the thing that's really advancing a lot in the CA world is the ability to parameterize, we call it, more and more numbers in the vehicle designs and then include them into the analysis. That's really kind of the thing that's changing a lot. And then the computer power to actually run all those different analysis. And then really what we kind of talk today about is kind of give you an idea of just how on doing lightning holes, 
we use the same technique to drill down further. There's, in the durability aspects of it, there's, there's really kind of two areas we concentrate on. It's the seam weld fatigue and also the parent metal fatigue. When you look at the seam weld fatigue, you know, it's, it's the areas where you actually weld the different stampings together. And the, the high strength materials help a lot with the parent metal fatigue, but when you get down to where the seam welds are, through the welding process, we have what we call the heat affected zone, the HAZ. And a lot of times we, we lose a lot of that added strength from the high strength materials. So in the areas that it has, it's usually the gauge that controls the fatigue life of those components. And also as you get to the notches, the ends of those welds, there's also a stress concentration as well. So we do, the first cut is doing the weld fatigue optimization, and which really kind of set the gauge of the material. And then we do a parent metal fatigue and we look for opportunities in the parent metal fatigue the uh, high strength material drives a lot. There's a lot that we can contribute with the high strength materials in improving the fatigue of the non-heat affected areas. And uh, you know, Charlie referred to those uh, green zones. A lot of time on the analysis, they also show up as blue. You go from the, the red is the hot all the way down to the blue is the cold area. And so we kind of refer to those as the cold areas where the, the red areas are the hot areas. And so the cold zones are areas that we can look at to, to punch in holes to reduce the weight. And then this is kind of getting down into some of the details of actual how you do the fatigue analysis. Um, we do a two-pass process. The first process, it, you know, when you have a full-frame model sitting there in FE World, it can be two to two million elements in there, and that takes a lot of computation time. And when you're going to do optimization, you could be running thousands of these frames. So what you want to do is you want to find out ways to run them quicker. So with the two-phase process, the two-pass process, the first pass, you go through and you find the areas that are just insensitive to fatigue, and you can remove them from further analysis. And then in the second phase of the process, you actually do what we call gating to the, to the PG load cycles. So when a, a vehicle goes all the way around the PG, it can be, you know, if you're the driver doing it, it could take you 45 to 50 minutes to do that full loop. And if you can imagine, we're, we're, we're generating loads at all attachment points, all directions for that full time, and then we have to run them into this model. Well, the first thing we want to do is see what we can, we can reduce the, the loads that aren't important to a durability analysis. So we do what we call gating. So we reduce the number of elements, we gate out a lot of the loads that aren't required, and also in the end we also eliminate a lot of the road surfaces that aren't important for fatigue analysis. They can be in there to test brakes, they can be in there to test other components more so than the frame fatigue. So we do a lot of things to reduce the amount of analysis that, ha or the amount of computational power that has to be used to do these runs so that we can run thousands of them in a shorter period of time. There's many, there's, what you're gonna find out as you get into this, the virtual analysis world, it's always an evolving process. And so really before this, there was kind of a stress-based type of analysis. And so we would convert the fatigue, the fatigue requirements into a stress target, and then we would optimize on the stress level. Um, the problem with this, the, uh, the stress amplitudes aren't really captured when you do that. The fatigue performance is not directly analyzed. You're analyzing the stress, so you're lowering their stress, but you're not actually looking at what the fatigue life of the component is. So with the process we're gonna show, we're actually gonna be using fatigue life. Um, and when you do it on just uh, the stress analysis, you actually have to do a confirmation run after the optimization, and it, the answers would quite, quite often change considerably. And because of that, it would take additional time and resources to perform that. 
So really what we're gonna look at here is a, the uh, two pass process again. One where, oops, uh, back here. The first process where we look for these cold zones. So we, we come up with a process where we identify the areas that aren't important for fatigue life and those become opportunities for putting in lightning holes. And then the second process, which is kind of key to almost all optimization techniques, it's what we call, we parameterize the holes. So if you think about the example we're gonna show here in parameterizing these holes, we're trying to create that number that we put into the optimization codes to really find out how we can lower the weight of these vehicles. You, you then use some optimization softwares to create a design of experiment runs where it varies these parameters and looks for the optimum weight with the low, with that also meets the fatigue life. Uh, you post-process all those results. And when you get into the optimization world and CA world, the, the, what you do with this post-processing, today, today when you have a person that uses analysis iteratively, they run a single run and then they can go in there and just like an artist, they can look and see, see where the hot spots are, see where the cold spots are and they can make design chains and then run their next iterations. When you're doing the optimization in the virtual world, the, the biggest challenge is how do you take all that visual obs observation that the engineer does and you gotta turn it into a number that the computer code can use to find an optimiz optimized effect. And so a lot of this is we have to kind of come up with ways to identify those hot, hot spots in a way that the code can use it to find, to find the optimum design. Then you, you run that into an optimization codes. You find it, out of the optimization codes, you don't know, you find multiple solutions. And so you gotta validate those for whether they meet the full criteria or not. So if it's, if it's optimized, you continue on. If it's not, you have to loop back. And in the end, we always validate it with the full vehicle, the full PG loads, and we confirm that it's, it's, it's working and we continue. And the first thing we do is to identify those cold spots. We, we artificially make the results hotter, you would say. So we can, we can either lower the material gauge, which will get the hot spots to light up more, or we can scale up the loads. And this is what happens on, on the left there, or the right there, when you scale up the loads, you get a lot more hot spots. And so they can kind of basically highlight the areas where there's potential for lightning, putting in lightning holes. On the left side, it's actually where you did the fatigue life. And uh, because it's only at the weld areas, it's actually hard to see where there's a couple little red spots highlighted in there. But by using the one on the right where we scaled up the loads, those are the areas we would go and put in lightning holes for the second round of the second phase of the fatigue analysis. And this is maybe one that you can kind of relate to more what we're talking about because over here on the, the right, these are where we put in design parameters. And again, that design parameter is basically a number that we're trying to run through the optimization codes. And what it is are these little lines here are numbers that you vary to make the holes bigger or smaller. And so the big advantage, the thing, enabler here are coming up with the preprocessors you know, that this looks like a, a cute little video up here, but in reality what it's doing, it's creating any number of FE models that are run ready as they change it. So the computer code is creating a design of experiments that are taking each one of these little lines up here and changing them, making them larger and smaller, independent. In this, in this animation, they're all going up and down together, but in reality, through the DOE, they'll have some that can go up, some that can go down, and what they'll do is they'll vary those track the fatigue life of the component and also track the mass improvement of the vehicle at the same time, such that we're trying to max, maximize the holes to minimize the weight while still maintaining the fatigue life of the vehicle. 
And so the, what the codes do is they, gen, you know, what we can do is like in this model, there's basically five holes. I think w through this optimization, there were six DOE parameters. And so with those six DOE parameters, if you, in the optimization world, we talk about an end factor. And the, the higher the end factor, the more accurate your optimization will be. And so in this case, I think we ran in the neighborhood of a, of a, of a 10N. So if you have six design parameters in a 10N, that means just for this, this cross member alone, we would have to do 60 runs through this analysis. And if you can picture a whole frame with all the other holes we would be poking into, you can get up into the hundreds of, of design parameters. And then if you do a 10N factor, you, you can end up running, running five to a th 500 to 1,000 runs to actually determine where the optimums of these holes are. And then the key is to make that all automated so that the preprocessors are set up to create these FEA models very quickly. They're then submitted to the high-performance computing to actually post-process all these results and then come up with the optimized design. And so the, the cutout optimization and verification, uh, the fatigue life is tracked in response to the design of experiments. Approximate models generated uh, using the post-process data. Approximation models are generated. Objective is to minimize the mass while within the constraints of the fatigue life. Um, adaptive sampling is used, and that, what that means is we find the optimum point, we go into that optimum point, and we do a, a more focused uh, set of parameters just around there to even find, um, to improve the error of the response surface. And then after you cycle through that, you come back and do a validation run with the full vehicle. And although we're talking about durability today and fatigue life, you can imagine as you're making that hole bigger or smaller, you also, could be, you also would be running NVH analysis. You'd be looking at the mode of the frame. You could be running the crash analysis. So when we do the durability alone, we call that a SDO, a single degree, a single discipline optimization. When you get into looking at it with safety and NVH simultaneously with the same parameters, it would be what we call an MDO, a multidisciplinary optimization. So, but the goal here was to kind of just show you how just one little simple thing like a hole the amount of effort and the hundreds of runs that would go into just solving what is the, the size of that hole. And so this is the, uh, the frame optimization results. Uh, the, over here we have the, res the results of the fatigue life on the uh, seam welds. And you can see that we kept the fatigue life above 100% and then the fatigue life of the parent metal fatigue. Again, most of it was driven by the seam weld optimization but we did pull out significant, we pulled out, I think, close to uh, one and a half kgs out of just this cross member alone. And this is just a, a blow up of a full frame where they had done it on multiple areas, multiple spots, and then just kind of going down, these are the individual cross members, uh, the number of lightning holes, and the weight reduction, the percents. With, with Again, just looking at the lightning holes for durability and this, and you know, the seven kgs, 15 pounds on the truck frame alone. Summary, uh, the two-step uh, simplified optimization approach for the lightning holes was developed through this process. Uh, generally, the first time you go through these, these things can still be a little time consuming, but as you go through this process, you develop a lot of automation and, and you develop a lot of capabilities so more and more engineers can run these. So where it might have taken you know, a very specialized engineer working you know, for a few weeks to get this running today, the next time the next engineer comes along and has to do this, it's pretty well set up where they can automate this very quickly. Um, 
The lightning hole development uh, approach uses the fatigue approach. You know, the key here, the big thing here is we went all the way to doing this analysis with fatigue simulation rather than just stopping at the stress analysis. It was, a, it was an additional step to what had been done before it. It eliminates the need to create incre incremental targets to specify the whole, the, the whole process. When you use just the stress target, you got to run the fatigue life, you got to create a stress target, you got to take that back into the stress analysis, where with this methodology, we can just go right to the fatigue life. It improves the lead time for arriving at an optimized solution. And, the, and you know, where we talk, we, we kind of went through an example of a cross member there and a frame. It can be used on any number of components within the vehicle. So, you know, kind of like relating to the, the, the steel company discussions before, using a parameter of a material card, we can, we can optimize the parent metal fatigue. Then from there, we can go into the, the holes, we can optimize the holes that, where we can punch those out, trying to take advantage of each layer of the design to save additional weight. That's what I had to go through. Perfect, thank you. Thanks, Kevin. Um, you know, I, I always thought I always thought stronger was better, but I guess stronger is sometimes wasteful. So.